Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, Grimsters and Gremlins! Welcome back! It's Grim here at AfterBuzz TV! Yay! It's the After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. We're talking about Grim, episode 406. Highway of Tears! No, 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 let's not do that. Okay, uh, never again. Uh, my, fan, I've been, my, I was going to call you guys my fantastic panel, but now they're my shaming panel. <laughs> yes, uh, Yell Teagle and Dylan Chance. Hey, everybody! Uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this episode. This has just been another in a long string of great episodes this yes. season. Um, we'll open with our quote. Yeah, there is no mercy in you. You cut off the heads of men and women, and those you. You wear as garlands around your neck. Nice. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's let's. This was a very again a very packed episode. Mm-hmm. We left yeah. off last week with like the the wolf songle being like stamped on the front lawn. Yeah, yeah the burning. So effectively, Sign. a burning cross. Yeah, right. right. It's like this little like it. It looks like somebody took a swastika and matched it up with a cross basically kind of it's like a swastika that was bent out of shape yeah they're like oh this one came out wrong a swastika <laughs> that's bent out of shape <laughs> yeah. um i mean it's not an accident like it it's right. meant to convey that message mm-hmm. without being a swastika yeah. um we did get more about the wolf song hole, like backstory yeah in this one it was, it was a really quick i kept expecting it to be like a bigger plot line in this episode mm-hmm. but i think there's a string along that'll probably be like a mid-season break Reveal. I feel like it's it's similar to the um, the like Grim Reaper uh, sickles. What are they called? Thingies with thingers. You know what I'm talking about? The, the scythe. scythe. Yeah. yeah, the scythe. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't speak Thank English. you, Stephen Lemieux in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, it was similar to that. That it was like, oh, we got we saw that image, and which it, I would love to see come back. Yeah, I, I gotta say it, they they 
propped it up in like the early seasons mm-hmm. as this big thing, this like big organization that was going to be a problem for Nick, and then it sort of just went away mm-hmm. I, once I, we got the Royals. I feel like they're going to uh, intertwine with this order to keep Vesson purity. Like I think they're going to work together. All right, I yeah. can see that, and uh, you know what? Maybe as we get more of these, like because we're seeing all these different. Group. organizations mm-hmm. like coming into play there has to be a grim one soon right in theory mm, i don't know i think they kind of just hide out there's not as many grim as there are vesson yeah and they kind of just hang out in the shadows like assassins yeah. but i would love if we got a like a grim society so secret that like even kelly burkhart has no idea that it, it still exists yeah weren't they something like that in the beginning they said they were like something didn't they have something to do with like some seven grims and seven families probably knights yeah. templar and illuminati and yeah stuff. i mean there's been they've the grims have been part of bigger organizations mm-hmm. throughout this the the millennia but we haven't really been privy to like this is the grim group like yeah well, I feel like if there is a Grim Council or whatever, yes. at this point, I think they've disbanded or has died out because they would have come to Nick earlier and been like, you're not doing your Grim duty. Unless they're working some uh, such a long game mm-hmm. that they're waiting for the right time. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe there's like a Super Saiyan level of Grim that Whoa. Nick has to reach. He went there. To, <laughs> that before they can be like, we welcome you into our ranks. Only the most powerful Grim. I feel like we're predicting. Okay. <laughs> Only right. Super Saiyan level Fair 2 enough. Grims can come into <laughs> our society. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the, so the, the backstory that we get on the Wolf Sangle is uh, the Secundum Naturae Order Nan Vesin. Oh, yep. I failed yep. so bad. <laughs> that thing, uh, it was founded to keep Vesin pure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's been outlawed by the council. Yeah, it's sort of like frowned upon, <laughs> but like people are still, sim- there are still members that are sympathetic right. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like some organizations that exist in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... Like the KKK. Yeah, there's a lot of... <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, although I don't... I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone in any form, any state that would, like, still be sympathetic towards... No, well, I'm not talking about states being sympathetic, oh. but, like, morons that are in the group that are yes. sympathetic to I would it. say that there may, may be politicians in places, you know, we say from California, that uh, are in Fair other enough. places that may be sympathetic. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, either, But it, this is effectively the Vesson KKK. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, very much so. And, like, you could see Hank visibly furious. Yeah. Um, like there's that one shot of him just like so mad as he kicks over the the wolf song on the lawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. Um, but so that's sort of all we get of this. And yeah. like obviously Monroe and Rosalie are both furious, and Monroe refuses to leave his home. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will not be run out. But there's nothing they can do at this point yeah. except put it on the back burner. They got a lot of other things to deal with. I mean, they Nick wants to help and and Monroe points out to him that it's no longer his problem. Yeah. yeah. He wants to help, he can't really help. Yes. He's going to die if he helps unless he gets his grim back. Yeah. Oh man, I thought and... you were saying unless he gets his grim on. <laughs> yeah. He does. Cuz he does. And he does. <laughs> It's just it's it's a like eighties like pop movie. How Nick got his grim back? Yeah, that was not okay. Was it the nineties? Whatever. Doesn't matter. How Nick got his grim back? 
I mean, Stella's got her groove thing. Nick's got his like a pop movie. Whatever, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's where my problem was not the year. But I was like, that's not a pop movie. Never mind. Anyway. Nick got his grim back in this yes. episode, finally. Um, and I kind of figured it would take a little bit, like, after, even after. Right, right. The, uh, let's talk about the, the sex scene, okay. though, and, like, everything around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to just cede the floor to you yeah, to cheers. open us take, up. Take well, okay, so... Uh, just thoughts, thoughts. Oh, thoughts, not what happened. Well, I mean, they... She transforms... She transforms, into, which into is super Adeline. awkward. Yeah. Um, and then it seems like they had the craziest night. Um, it's so interesting that, that, uh, that she come, that Adeline, Juliet Adeline comes into the room and, it, and it's like, this is your one opportunity. Adelette? Adelette, yes. <laughs> comes in and is like, this is your one opportunity to cheat. Without cheating. Without cheating. And, uh. Although he kind of already did. Right. That one time. But, like, this is the one time she's okay with it. Yeah. And and that is kind of romantic, I guess. It's the most romantic way you could have approached yeah. the situation. It was kind of like doing some kind of, like, you know, role play fantasy yeah, or something, you know? Yeah, how come not know? a single person was like, role play, guys, role play? I mean, yeah. they at least addressed the, like, I'll turn off the lights. Yeah. Oh, that's going to help. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Until also, your eyes adjust. <laughs> right? You're right? Also, she's like a foot shorter. Yeah. So like, well, you could pretend all you want, but the body's still going to be... It's a different body. It's right. a different body. It's it, The proportions are different. Where things are is different. A little. You know what I mean? A little. Like, you know, distance between They could have blindfolded him. They could have blindfolded him. I think they could have... Uh, I don't know why he wasn't drunk. Like, that would make everything easier. I think, well, first of all, they wanted to do it as as soon as they could. Because, right. as they point out, like, it could... Who who knows what happens if they take any more time? Because mm-hmm. they've right. already had, like, the weird, like, brain swap yeah. Yeah. moment. And, like, any moment something could go wrong. I, I really hope that the... Just to talk real quick about the brain swap moment. I hope that wasn't just a one-timey fluke that there's they still must be tied together in some way like that they took each other's powers Mm -hmm. both gained each other's powers back yeah they're so completely tied together in a psychic sense in a physical sense in a spiritual sense that they're that's definitely not going away yeah um it maybe not it'll be interesting that he's a grim again what Mm -hmm. that means yeah and i think even mama renard was pretty clear like it's not done. Yeah. Like, this is just a step. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still ramifications that they don't know. It's such a unique situation. Mm-hmm. There's not, this is not, like, as much as she used the book that Adeline had to, like, help her figure it out. Right. There's, this is not a, this is a purely once in a, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. she listed all situation. the, remember, she was like, yeah. but you gotta do this. And then oh, this. But then she had had to do this. <laughs> right. Oh wow! But then she must have had to done this, and it's like, what? How did all of this come to play? This is perfect. Yeah, the perfect storm. Yeah, and I mean, it. I just thought the whole the whole situation. It was fun. Yeah. It was kind of they made uh, a weird situation like kind of funny. And yeah, then they had fun with it, well, which is it, like the only way you could do it. They made it seem like afterwards, like it was the greatest sex they'd ever had, or something. Yeah, right. And I, not to get all girly, but if I was Juliet, I would have been like. Wait a second. Well, I think it was because Juliet went in with this mind frame of I'm Adeline, so like I'm this like 
you know, I, I feel like she went in with kind of like, I'm, I'm going to be nasty. You know I what think I mean? We saw <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she was being something she's normally not. And she probably, maybe they did some things that they don't normally do. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. Because she's a different person. Maybe she's like, oh, Nick will never look at me like I'm the person that did those dirty things. I see. You know? Yeah. I, we saw Juliet's kinky side. Yeah. That's what I think was happening. Okay. Ju- okay. Juliet felt the Adeline, and she went into the kinky side. Well, remember when Mama Renard transformed into Adeline? She came out in one of Monroe's shirts, because she's like, as Adeline, she just felt a little bit sluttier. Yeah, see? I see. So I think that happened to Juliet. So that when you turn into and she Adeline... And she even said that to him. She was like, because all I see is you, and I'm going to get me some. And yeah. you're like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard okay. Juliet say anything like that before. Yeah. Exactly! Yeah. The audience knows what's up. Right. <laughs> Our live uh, studio audience. <laughs> um, and I and I love the the transformation it was great. We got that one brief moment of blonde Juliet. Oh yeah, that was funny. Uh, was where creepy. she was still at Bitsy Talk's face, but like had I, the blonde. I hair. did not like that. At it was all. creepy, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, before the full transformation, mm-hmm. um, and like they go through the whole thing. I love everyone's reaction as they like they know what's happening, like. This isn't even funny. (laughs) Um, Trouble is just like... I know what convoluted means. That was like, so funny. <laughs> and then when they, when Monroe and Rosalie like retreat when they get back, they're both just like, I need a drink. Yeah. yeah. How come no one offered Trouble a beer? She's too How young. old is Trouble? She's 21. Is she? Is yeah. she or is she 20? More importantly, this situation called... <laughs> regardless, well, she could be 12. This situation called... She's still beer. sort of our guard. And also, yeah, I was going to say, they want her to be sober because the whole reason they were like, oh, you can stay the night. I mean, it's because they're kind of afraid. Yeah. All right. They do need her on, like, on top of her game, just sure. in case. Oh, well, they could be like a <laughs> Legend of the Drunken Master. Mm-hmm. Maybe she could be like that. Yeah. Oh my god, drunk trouble would be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> um, but so then they, they're, they're going through the whole thing, uh, after Juliet gets into a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's solved when she transforms back. But do you think that that's important? My first thought when she started to have abdominal pain mm-hmm. right after sex, I'm like, some kind of weird pregnancy. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, that's not how it works. No, but she. We're dealing with a lot of magic. There's a yo. lot of magic going on. She just took. Just, just she so took everyone... three hits of a witch hat bong. Okay. <laughs> Who knows that could happening. speed up. She could have super eggs in there. You don't know. <laughs> just, just so everyone knows, biologically, that's not how. It I know super witch eggs and grim sperm. This also is a weird she was show. True. she was technically Adeline at the time. Does that mean that she was technically a hexen beast for those Ooh. like couple hours? Yeah, and she's just a uh, like a human. Like, what what kind of effects is this having on her body? Because mm-hmm. her body handle it the same way. Like a hexen yeah. beast takes a uh, all good. like a potion. We're all good. We're yeah. all good. I'm like <laughs> knocking stuff over. Calm um, down, Zach. All right. No, yeah that that thought did definitely cross my mind. I, so I guess my thought it's just that like the having the stomach pain. I feel like it's more than just letting her like be in pain before she transforms back because that's un it's pointless yeah i mean adeline wasn't wasn't pain free when she transformed it was was she not i thought she was uncomfortable and and dealt with pain of some sort Hmm. i'd have to go back i can't remember i don't remember it being a smooth transition i don't remember her being in severe pain yeah she smooth transitioned from the cab ride remember she got in the cab as 
Juliet, and when she was getting out of the cab, she was addled. Mm, you're right. And you're the right. cab driver was like, what? Yeah. So yeah. I think he would have noticed if she was screaming, screaming and yelling. You're right. All right. My bad. I apologize. So I am I do think that this will have ramifications. What if they have a baby that is technically Juliet's, like, and Nick's because... She right. gives birth to it, but, gets but it's but it's Adeline's DNA yeah, because, because she was, she was technically Adeline at the oh, moment of conception. Man. So as though Juliet is the surrogate. Yes. So a blonde baby comes out. Yes, and it, well, a hexen, a hexen Grimm. Oh my god! Or a Zalber Grimm. Yeah. You don't know a Zalber Grimm. Uh, yeah, if it's a male. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> this could be insanity. <laughs> feel like we're predicting again we're going nuts we're i'm what sorry we're, happening? We're going, <laughs> the level of predictions and insanity of my predictions has reached a new low today 9 11 times a thousand <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh my god anyway so yeah. on that note um what do you guys think of like the way he got his powers back eventually like once it, we see him like he sees like just a random guy walking through who like i guess is beating his wife yeah but like he sees him just like vogue a little bit yeah he just saw like something with his mouth mm-hmm. right and it looked yeah. like he just barely my saw only it. thing was like nick nick was like not sure i'm like you know what you saw yeah like, you know what that is well, you know that has to be like it creeping back well, maybe he because he knows that that is a possibility that he thought he saw it because he wanted to see i was it. thinking the same thing like okay. he wants it so bad that maybe he's thinking he sees it but not really i love uh when he comes when monroe is like okay let's test it he's like i don't see anything monroe's (laughs) like yeah no i haven't done it yet yeah but i i also really uh think the gradual return the the hearing and then does he have his zombie Grim powers. I think he came back full. Yeah, because he like turned ghostly before. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, um, I think so. I mm-hmm. think he went through all of his stages of super, and he did have super grim hearing. Yeah, um, when yeah. he became a zombie, post zombie, post zombie was when he had like super hearing right. and all that stuff, and he was and, stronger. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in this episode. We saw, like, when they're digging. Mm-hmm. He hears it. You, you, yeah. He heard the clink of the shovel right. on the little statue and all that stuff. So, so the hearing came back first, do you want to, you think? Well, he had already started to see, remember? Right, but he the hearing, to... like, was... But he only heard it for, like, a second. Right. I'm, I'm saying that I think he does have his zombie, mm-hmm. post-zombie levels of power. Because okay. we saw that, like, blink, blink and you'll miss it. We saw that pale shade of zombie-ness right. on his face. Yeah. As he was like going through the transformation, so I think effectively he had to go through all the transformations yeah. from human to grim to zombie grim to Where? super zombie grim. Yeah, <laughs> to, yes. yeah, to super saiyan grim. Yeah, super saiyan level one. Yeah, just uh, level one. <laughs> um, times twenty. But I love Monroe's bit when they're like in there. He's like, "That's so awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's very excited. Um, but that was at the conclusion of the big story and let's talk about the vest of the week yeah or wow mm-hmm. our vest of the week our wow um wow. it was a Fonsinger okay Fonsinger mm-hmm. I think it's a another subspecies yeah mm-hmm. um or like cousin right. species basically of the uh Skallengek, which is like a lizard snake like uh, Vesson. And the, the Fonsinger is more of a Komodo dragon they're from India mm-hmm. um I love that we're like sort of spreading out 
across yeah. the globe more. Yeah. Getting more into like the different niches of the world. I can't wait till we like go to Australia. The, like, Kangaroo Vessin. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be amazing. I, <laughs> Koala Vessin. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking like the, the amount of like on Australia, like the Maori tribes and like all mm. of the religion around there. Um, they probably have some cool stories. We'll probably get a, oh, the, uh, a rainbow serpent. Mm-hmm. If anyone, this, sorry. Whoa. Wild prediction. You're going off on the rainbow serpent. In, <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. In, um, uh, what's the what's the word? Um, the name not Maori. Aztec. No, not Aztec. The other Australian tribe. Um, Steve Irwin. No. <laughs> Either way, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Aboriginals. Yes, yes the Aboriginals. Um, they uh, speak. Their religion speaks of a uh, rainbow serpent in the sky, and that's like what brought them intelligence and all that stuff. And we mm-hmm. could go off on a whole other track. If Watch I start the talking movie. About that. Um, I don't know what movie you're talking about, but. What? You've never seen that movie? No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we're, st- we're staying here. Um, we could have a rainbow-like uh, Skalengek-type creature. Yeah. That would be, like, the basis for their religion. Interesting. That, that would could be, be cool. really fun, really interesting. Anyway, I love this new Vessin. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see a Yeti And the Vessin. crazy, uh, the crazy cultures that grow up around it. Like, yeah. um, when you go into, when you have to go into Indian uh, mythology, there's many, many gods oh, and yeah. many ways to pray to those many, many gods. So I think it's great that we got them pr- having to make human sacrifices to a god that they, this particular Vessin worships. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, did anybody else catch them at sort of like chanting out like Kali Ma? Yes. Like multiple times. Yes. I'm like, all right, who's the Indiana Jones fan on the writing staff? <laughs> <laughs> we know there's a stoner. It might be the same guy as the Indiana Jones fan. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, um, Doctor Jones. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, but yes. yeah, I, so we we start out with this. I like also. What did you guys think just of the whole bit with like Nick's them going back into Nick's early career, like old detective stuff that he couldn't do when he wasn't a Grim? Oh yeah, because they were backtracking. They were like, "You've had this case before, or found a case like this," but. He was like, yeah, but I didn't know what to do because he was a Grim. That was pretty neat. So he should look at a lot of his old cases that yeah. he didn't solve. Any, any uh, cold cases that might be sitting on That's the That's right, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good idea for trouble. She could go to school, get her law degree, and then go work on cold case <laughs> as a Grim. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. Grim colon cold case. <laughs> trouble in paradise. <laughs> um, I, I think it's really uh, good that they're showing us this. I also really like that we're... Um, being able to answer that, yes, he did work on cases before he was a Grim, and yes, they weren't always, I mean, they were Vessin, but like he didn't know that, so he did what he could, and like he was a legitimate detective, and that anyone who didn't know would, would have never been able to figure it out, which is why it's still cold. Yes. And it answered all of our questions, which makes me think <laughs> the writing staff watches this show. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's great. I just like the parallel of, he could not solve this crime mm-hmm. when he was pre-Grim. Right. Now, without his Grim powers, but knowing it all, he realizes how much he needs his Grim side because he needs to solve this case. He needs yeah. not just his knowledge, but his his abilities because he has to stop these people. Mm-hmm. Um, we get introduced to a, a new character who they name. So I don't think she's going away. Um, Deputy Sheriff Ferris. I feel like she'll be back once or twice. I don't know if she's... She seemed... She 
I thought the same thing. She seemed a little more important than just a one-time thing because she was seemed like she was hitting on Hank. Yeah, yeah, and I like I, I well. instant instantly was like, oh, I'm gonna ship her and Hank hard. Yeah, and yeah, so <laughs> yeah. They were like, Aww, she was shit, like flirting with, and then every time he tried to help her, she's like, I can do that myself. And you're like, oh, all right. They they played her up very strong, and now she must have seen. Um, no, she was the, the, she was unconscious ish. Most didn't the they wake her up when they jumped in the hole? Yeah. Yes, but she, she kind of passed out again. I mean, by the time Nick saves them, she's like, yeah, but they out. they um like straight up attacked her in the middle of it yeah. and wrapped a tongue around her neck. She but had to she see was um facing away, oh. like all the other victims. They'll oh, just tell un- her she's crazy. Yeah, I was Send unconscious. Her it was a mask, blah, blah, blah. Head wound, you know. Yeah. Brain injury. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I don't think she's going away, though. I don't think she's sticking around longer than three episodes. Hmm. Yeah. You don't think? No. Um, no. Hank's girlfriend? Here's why. Because when they brought in Sharon uh, Leal last season to be Hank's love interest... It was really hyped up. And she was only there for two episodes. That I re- Yeah, remember that character? I was yeah. so upset. So this one, who no one's hyped up. No offense to this actress. No one's hyped up. I don't see her staying for more than a few episodes. Okay, fair All enough. All right. Um, I do think that there is more in store for her just because of the fact that she got a name. Yeah. She wasn't just extra cop. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't need her to be there. Maybe she talks to Wu and Wu's like I've seen some crazy stuff too and then her and Wu team up together we're going crazy with predictions today (laughs) this is awesome maybe she has a notebook that they can use (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yep uh, oh god um (laughs) I actually I would love that. Yeah. If Wu got some finally some like somebody that would like help him. Yeah. That like is willing to like go down the rabbit hole with him. Yes. I ship her and Wu there you go. so hard. <laughs> they didn't get any screen time together, but that doesn't mean so, that they won't. Yeah. That means nothing. I like it. I like it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, and was that the only one that like when those toe guys like pulled up? At yeah. the beginning, I'm like, it's them in the back. Right? Why was it that we were all like, Nope, that's it? It's them. It's those guys. Yeah. Well, they wanted to drop them, like, being coming back to the crime scene, so you could, like... They wanted you to do that, I think. Right. Um, To a certain extent. Like, it wasn't, like, we piece it together, but mm-hmm. we were also privy to, like, what happened. Right. That we, there was a big truck. Yeah. And stuff, and then there's a big truck that they it drive felt, up in. It felt uh, very Jeepers Creepers to me, with the truck following them. Anybody seen that? Yes. Okay. That, so, it's in a lot of films, right. not just Jeepers. But that I don't like scary movies, so that's the only one I've really seen. So <laughs> um, I didn't, I was like, I'm now terrified of giant trucks behind me. Mm. And in my car, everything is a giant truck. Yeah. I have a little car. <laughs> you do have a little car. Um, I mean, that's ba- the basic like out like yeah. thing with the Fonsinger storyline. They find the little statues, little totems that they bury. It's all mm-hmm. part of a ritual, yeah. a re- religious ritual. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like that angle on it. What I do want to talk about, like the last bit of this whole yeah. storyline, yes, to bring up. Um, I love when they go and they're researching, mm-hmm. and then they get to the end. And they drop that Ruddard, Ruddard, Ruddard oh, yeah, Kipling that was, was a Grim. That's awesome. Yeah. That was so cool. 
Um, he wrote the Jungle Book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were like, the guy who wrote the Jungle Book was a grim? Well, it looks like it. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It fits. And oh. then I started thinking about the Jungle Book, and I was like, oh, the talking animals? Yeah. Oh, man, that makes total sense. This brings a whole new meaning <laughs> yeah. to the Jungle Book, you guys. I feel like, uh, I, and I hope they go this way, all they're gonna, all the like authors of you know, talking animal. Dr. Seuss was a grim. I would believe that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I was thinking Alice in Wonderland. That's where the cat in the hat comes from, oh, man. Alice in Wonderland, yeah. Peter Rabbit. All of them. Yes, they were all grims. Grims. That's oh, what grims man. do when they retire. They become children's storybook authors, authors yeah. and artists. Yep. I mean, Brothers Grimm, right from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. It just got a little bit more so kid-friendly over the years. It's so meta. I love it. Oh, that that is actually a great... I hadn't really thought about it that mm-hmm. way, but you're right. It's It totally works. Yeah. Mother Goose was just a grim. Mm-hmm. Mother Goose actually had a machete and was out there like chopping be- all these animals I up. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so was Dr. Seuss. Yeah. He killed the cat in the hat. Whoa! Maybe. Yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, let's take a quick break, you guys. Talk about iTunes. So we're about halfway through the show, maybe a little more, but thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, it's a real pleasure to do this and it's a real pleasure to have you guys listen. It's a blast. And the best way that you can help us do this podcast is to go onto iTunes and and help us out with it. Give us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. What do you like about the show? What do you hate about the show? What What do you want to hear more about? Do you want to hear more about Yale uh, and talking about Meisner and uh, <laughs> all the different sexy times on the show? I, I think do. you do. I, I think, think you do. do. And we're going to get some more of it in a little bit. Yeah, we are. Uh, but we want to know what you want more of because that helps us make this the best grim show that it can be and also helps us get fantastic guests like we've had this season mm-hmm. and we've got we're still working on more and those reviews really do help make the difference they also help get the network all of after buzz tv get sponsors and those sponsors help keep the lights on here it all makes a difference I unfortunately didn't have time to pull out the reviews because I was on a plane until about an hour before this podcast. Also, it was uh, Thanksgiving. Calm down. Yes, <laughs> but we will. Anyone who has written a review this week or next week, we will absolutely give you a shout out next week yeah. on the podcast. All right. Let's jump into all of the little uh, B stories that we have going on mm-hmm. in this episode because there's a ton of them. of them. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton. Well, four, but right. <laughs> same thing. Um, let's, let's start out in uh, Vienna. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first thing we hear as um the uh, is Victor's assistant guy I forget yeah. his name cuz he's sort of yeah. meaningless um but he's just like uh you're certain it, like he's like I don't know if we if there's anything to go on here but uh, Victor's like you're certain it's Meisner oh yeah <laughs> okay so here's the thing <laughs> I didn't get all excited at the sound of his name because we didn't see it lies I don't believe it lies First thing it, I heard Meisner, I went, "Oh my God, where's the yell? She's like freaking it's out right now." It's in my notes. Yell is freaking out right now. <laughs> if we'd seen him, I'd be freaking out. Yes, I cracked a smile, and it looked like this. <laughs> but uh, until we see him, I will not be satisfied. The fact that Victor is all up on him terrifies me that the writers are going to kill him off just to anger me. Where is he? Meisner's dead. Right? Like, I have a really terrible feeling that before we get to even see him again, it will be announced that they found him and killed him. And we won't see him again. And you'll um, cry yourself sad. to sleep. Yes. I don't think so. I mean, he. I would say that he is definitely in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're going to see, we're going to lose him without seeing him one more time. Unless it's like an actor availability problem. Right. They're going to show um, him being killed. 
That's I think sad. that at the very bare minimum, that's what we're going to get. Yeah. But it also, I think they wouldn't do that without putting Adeline right in front of him. I was going to say, Adeline, this episode, basically turns on everyone, reveals all the secrets to Victor. Mm-hmm. Oh, that backstabber. And the truth is, like, she, I, if we don't get to see her confronting Meisner, Meisner confronting her, really, about her being a traitor... Um, about how they saved her life and her baby, I think it's going to be really disappointing. And I would like to see that tension, especially because they're so cute together. Oh, yeah, you were shipping them pretty hard. I wasn't the only one. I think everyone... Adelizer. I think everyone was shipping them because they did have a great... Chemistry. Chemistry, and it would... And the inevitable and scary place that that can go is with Adeline now on the side of the Royals Mm -hmm. wanting to get her baby back, Meisner is going to get in the way. I mean, the Resistance wants to stop them from Unless getting the child. Unless they use Adeline as, like, a trick. They send her in pretending that she is working against the Royals, so she gets Meisner to bring her to the Resistance, and they follow Adeline and bring... Well, the first time we hear you know, about Meisner, like before we even meet him, the first time we hear about him, it's said that he um, he's available to the highest bidder. Like he were he's not uh, loyal to anyone. Oh, he's just a mercenary. Is he yeah. not? Oh, I sort of he as we got to know him better, thought that he was pretty much on board with the resistance. I think he may have become on board with the resistance, but to begin with, he was just you know a merc. Yeah. So I would like to see if my opinion matters, writers. Um, <laughs> I would like to see him get hired to be her protector. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Regardless of if she's with the royals or or the resistance i want him to be her or he could just swap sides to be with adeline yeah maybe he's that maybe he's that in love with her that he's like who said anything about love resistance he wants her that bad whatever you you want to call it i just want to clarify no one said anything about love (laughs) he wants he wants that hexen beast so bad yeah he does (laughs) (laughs) um I mean, I guess maybe that's for the best that he's a Karaslite Shlishkinen, because mm-hmm. uh, he can't see <laughs> yeah. or transform into a scary creature. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be a scary thing Maybe he's into that. Maybe he's into that. You don't know him. Don't judge. No, no, no judgments. I'm All just right. saying. Might be easy. <laughs> um, but anyway. Adeline basically reveals everything to the royals, and then Victor puts it all together. Yeah, well, he has the advantage of being outside the situation. So mm-hmm. when he is like, oh, there's this person. Oh, it's Nick's mother. Oh, but th- we were dealing with this thing with the resistance, but it was, but it wouldn't be, but if this thing that you didn't know about, mm-hmm. but you did know that, like, they didn't know that you were going to Portland, that was a midway decision. Yeah. So clearly that wasn't the resistance. And then instantly he's like, Kelly's got the baby. I got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Somebody get a plane. We got to go yeah. find Kelly Burkhart. Right. Um, here's the question, though. Now that they know who has the baby, um, can the royals find them? Uh, nobody knows where she is. There's no way. You can't torture Nick, torture right. Renard. There's nobody to torture to find her. She's right. on her own. Mm-hmm. Is there a magic spell? Because we know that there are there are like location spells right. with, like with blood and maps and stuff. Could they do that? Is she are they in danger of? I feel caught? like maybe Adeline could do something like that because it's her baby. Mm-hmm. But she already is looking around so much that maybe she doesn't know the spell, or maybe she doesn't know how she could do that. Or maybe she had to 
know who it was that had the baby and then use that person's DNA. Maybe she can't track the baby, but she can track, track Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, that's mm. what I'm saying. So, like, maybe she has to now go get Nick because they are, they're so tied together now mm. that maybe she need, will need his blood as part of, like, the whole thing to track his mother. Right. Um, who knows? Who Which knows? means that our original prediction of Mama Renard versus Kelly is out the window, but Mama Renard versus Adeline over the uh, baby. Mama, Mama Renard versus Adeline versus Kelly. Or so Mama Renard Kelly. and Kelly versus, versus the Royals oh. and Adeline. Interesting. This well, is like an epic... Kelly like, already killed Adeline's mom. I think she could kill Adeline. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have the whole... The whole of the royals behind her. Mm. Um, who knows what they have? And all of their Hoonjagers. and Meisner, her and, protector. Yeah, <laughs> my, he's he's not going to help her. They're going to kill him. Shut up. <laughs> there's any there's any number of uh, possibilities. Yeah. I think that that, that is, there's tons of stuff open. Um, and sort of transitioning us over because I want to talk about um, trouble mm-hmm. and so she's sort of being stalked. Yeah. But there's, it's a guy, it's, uh, I didn't have a chance to remember, I can't remember what type of vest he is. The, uh, the leopard yeah. guy, who we know the royals have used in the past. And they're pretty mean, because remember, Nick, they're bad. Nick asses. cut one's head off and yeah. sent it back to him, and they were like, what? He killed one of those? I mean, when they found out, when Monroe found out that that's what they were up against, he was frightened. Like, right. that was, was one of the most powerful Vessen. Isn't that one of the first times we met Kelly? Was with the, yes, it was, and yeah. it took two Grims. Now, granted, that was pre Super Nick Zombie Grim, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it took two of them to take him right down. Um, I thought he would the the man watching uh, Trouble was working with the FBI team. Well, that's what Trouble thinks. Mm-hmm. That's what she um, thinks too. Yeah, so, so she assumes that because she knows that those people are watching her. I think it's that he's worked. Then that's what I think you're supposed to think at this point. Right. My thought was. That that's actually the royal, right? Mm. And because we've seen that type of essence before, yeah, and we know that that type of essence works with the royals, and that's why I thought that reveal was. Okay. Um, it could be either one. We don't really have enough to go on, yeah. and it would make sense why he se- even even pretending he still seemed a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she uh, was like, "You tell what's her name that she can't follow me," and he yeah. he kind of looked like, "What is she talking about?" Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. I think a lot of times at that point, those the operatives are like. We will always be watching yeah. you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. All right, you're right. I'm um, bad. It could it could still turn out to be the FBI people. Yeah. We still don't know who they are. Which, For all we know, they're an offshoot of the royals somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's very uh, trouble's lucky because those Vessin are pretty mean, and she slashed both of his tires. And <laughs> he got mad and he that's you know when he vogued, but how? But woo, she got lucky because. We saw when Nick was first a Grim, it took two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But how nice, like, very nice badass was it when she, like, slashes his tires and is like, bye, and gets on her bike and rides away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which then she finds, as she comes back, she finds Josh Mm -hmm. at the door, who we, like, are clearly building to. He's been on the run. He was attacked very very much by the royals Mm -hmm. because they were Hoondyagers. They were almost definitely the Verat. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to get him because they know that he had a key because mm-hmm. his dad was a Grim, but he's not a Grim. Yeah. Uh, which is perfectly encapsulated when they charge back in at the end. And it's just like... He has a machete. He has a machete. Do you know how to use that? No. <laughs> no. 
Um, what do you guys think Josh is doing there? I mean, I think he needs help. He needs protection. He has no idea what's happening. And I'm really excited that he's back. I feel like this is the beginning of them sending him off with trouble to go hide off. And this is the beginning of the end of trouble. No. I, I mean, just look at the way it's going. I know. Nick can't leave. Trouble is kind of a free wandering spirit, and this guy needs someone to go with him and get him to safety. And I feel like this is. I think she's no longer a free wandering spirit. Look at those hugs that she gave out. Yeah, I, see, I'm telling like you, they're going to send trouble off but on a mission with but Josh. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he she's reached an emotional the the end of an emotional arc yeah. where she cares about people. She's not she doesn't want to leave, and right. that's going to be the biggest reason why she will leave. Yeah, because she doesn't want to, and that's the most dramatic place for the character to right. go. Right, and they have to give Josh someone to protect him. And that being said, I don't want to see Trouble go. I don't want to see Trouble go either, but I can I can feel it. So continue, as we keep saying on the show, to tweet at NBC, yes. at, at NBC Grimm, uh, at NBC, uh, with at hashtag, the at the writers, hashtag Trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag Keep Trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um, we want to keep her around as much fun because it's yeah. fun, and I like having more than one grim. Yes, it makes a show more interesting it when does. there's more than one grim around. Yeah. Um. So really quick, uh, last things, and then uh, let's talk the, the Renards. Really quick scene with Mama yeah. Renard. Um. I like that they established that they can't do the the snake thing again. Mm-hmm. That's a one time deal for both of them. Yeah. It can never happen again. Thank God, because anything that saves a character's life is in such danger of making a show boring. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's the it's the magic blood that you've seen on so many different programs. Yeah. yeah. Um. In movies, so thankfully we didn't have to deal with that. But they drop the the hat. It's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is the original transit, and it is from the uh, Malheur's Malatricum. Sure. All right. We're trying. We're mm-hmm. trying here. Um, the I'm not ha- judging. The, ha- uh, the hammer of the witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, a brutal time for hex and yeah. beast kind. Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts on the Renard's whole situation? Like what, what the hat may be used for apparently it's going to be a very useful tool for well she daughter. asked like how do you think Adeline got it well from her mom of course well where did she get it well maybe it's just been passed down maybe Adeline's family is like descendants of the original witches or mm. the super hexen beasts or whatever they were and maybe that's why Adeline is so good at figuring all this stuff out and doing all these spells and her and mom that, was really good and that past may end up being very important to right. what's going forward who she's a descendant from who nick's a descendant from right. who renard's a descendant from all could come together and be very very important right mm-hmm. um, we know with the royals just who your who your parentage is is very very crucial right, right. so i think that's gonna do it as oh, we next wrap week. up here christmas episode is next? I didn't see the, yeah. the next one. Yeah. It's a Christmas, Christmas episode, episode, and there's like these little like gnome goblin guys, and they look awesome. Uh, yeah. And I'm so sad because I will not be here with you guys next weekend. Oh no! Mm. But I wanted to talk about the Christmas episode. Well, oh well. You'll you guys send will us have your fun statement. We can read it on. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you. I can send something <laughs> in so you guys can. Um, see. But so that's gonna do it for uh, the Grim episode 406 after show here at Afterbuzz TV Highway of Tears, oh. uh, guys. Yell Teagle, where can the people ke- keep up with you throughout you the week? You can keep up with me throughout the week at yell.tv. That's Y A E L dot TV. There you'll find all the shows I do here at AfterBuzz, including Constantine, uh, Law and Order SVU, many more. Also, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Hi, and you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. Uh, and I'll miss you guys next week. See you. Aww. See you the, when, whenever the next episode is after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And, and you guys catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson. T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Lots of other shows here at AfterBuzz. Uh, I've got uh, Resurrection coming up later tonight. Z Nation. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sleepy Hollow. Uh, in the fall, we've got Helix coming back. Super excited. Spring. Ooh. Spring. In the spring. Whatever. <laughs> January. It's coming, it's coming up. It's coming up. All right, guys. I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 